Yes, we are back. Cam Lynch and Whitney Holtzman with the Energy Captains back in the building. <laughs> and we're here with Kinsey Janky. I'm so excited. Kinsey is a dear friend, and um, I think you might be our first hockey guest ever on. I'm so proud Kinsey, to be the first. Kinsey, I feel like a celebrity. Yeah. You are a celebrity. Um, sometimes <laughs> on this podcast, Cam um, teaches people about hockey. Okay. Oh, yeah. I would so, love to learn some more. Oh, man. Now, actually, <laughs> I don't think that's the way it's going to work. Yeah, Let me just you, say you that. You need to teach me about hockey. <laughs> yeah. I, I I mix football with hockey sometimes. I was like, yeah, that's a flag on that yeah, play. He's like, throw the flag, throw the flag. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, the referee comes out to the middle of the ice. And I'm like, I've never seen that before. Or there's like a glove catch, right? When when the guys catch the puck with their with their gloves, I'm like, oh, that's a sweet catch. And when he's like, okay, that happens Hand all the pass. time. Yeah. yeah, like that happens <laughs> yeah. all the time. So I get excited. Or he'll say, why aren't they catching it? Why are And it's these. These comments come during the most tenuous moments of the season, like the yeah. playoff games, elimination games. So I'm just intently trying to watch, and he's like, throw the flag, throw it. And it's like, I can't be in this and explain. Conversely, my only football knowledge is Friday Night Lights. So okay, great. Oh, what a good show. Really, Thank you for bringing that up. That TV show, Matt Saracen means everything to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm furious that he's married in real life. Yeah, it's so it's so disappointing when you get attached to a character like that. I'm like, cool. And I think you were the one who <laughs> no got deal. me into the show, and we share a mutual love of Matt Saracen. And so he, good. as I would watch the seasons, he felt very real in my life. Like I expect to turn on the sports radio in Tampa and hear yes. them talking. And I'm like, where? But he's real. And then to learn he was just an actor and he loved other people was like, why? It's really, why it's really devastating. Heartbreaking. It's one of the worst things that's ever happened in my life. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. That's very funny. <laughs> So, Kinsey, tell us a little bit about growing up, and I cannot spell the name of your hometown, even though you've told me a hundred times, but give us like a little background of how you came to love hockey. So, I was born in San Jose, California. Cali. Um, yeah, my... Okay, that I can spell. I meant where you lived in New York. <laughs> yeah, because um, my mom's from the Bay Area. That's where they were living at the time. Um, but we moved to New York when I was like two, I think, maybe nice. three. Um, my dad's parents lived there, all this stuff. And so I grew up in a town called Skinny Atlas. Oh, yeah. I went to Syracuse. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. You two are best friends. Skinny Atlas. Yes. Yeah, so, right down the street. So I grew up there. Um, it's a Native American word. It means long lake in one of the Iroquois words. Although, Skinny Atlas, so it's part of the Finger Lakes region. Skinny Atlas Lake itself is pretty small. It's only like 13 miles. Um, but yeah, I grew up there. Basically, I mean, you know, there's all there is in the winter is hockey. Um, yeah. The rink is warmer than the outside. So, <laughs> yeah. like, all my friends played hockey. Um, I learned how to skate when I was, like, four. Oh, wow. Um, do you skate on the lake or you do, do you go to yeah, the lake? Yeah, oh. so my lake, uh, usually it freezes over in the winter. Um, and so downtown, like, right in the village, it's, like, the thickest probably where it is safer to skate. They do ice fishing. And the ice fishers, they know, like how far you can really go out. So, like, they're the ones who are kind of being like, hey, like, don't come don't this come close. They're like, like the ice yeah. lifeguards. Kind of, yeah. Because, yeah. I mean, yeah, like, skates, like, you, you have all your shit on. And so right. they're, like, kind of policing all that. But, yeah, we did that a little bit in the winter. Um, yeah, the ice is obviously really good in New York because it's cold. So eight months out of the year, it snowed in Sarah. I mean, somebody told me like, there's no way it snows eight it's months the out. It's snowiest city in America. That's what I'm saying. So, For real. So I'm doing this thing on NBC, right, with uh, Cindy Edwards, and she's from from Canada. So she's like, oh, I'm I'm up more north than Syracuse. So there's no way it snows more than eight months out of the year, and I'm like. Yes, it does. Well, you're north of Lake Ontario, so you don't have lake effect. Right, right. We're right by the water. What I think is crazy, too, so my dad is from upstate New York, Elmira, which is not too far from either of these places, and we used to have a house on Cuca Lake, and I think it's wild that we all kind of have these connections to this, like, very small area in upstate New York, but I'm not sure it's a total coincidence that now we all live in Florida. (laughs) (laughs) I never want to see snow again. Me neither. No, I'm the same way. I don't want to shovel another driveway. I don't want to scrape another windshield. I don't want to turn my car on 30 minutes where I have to go anywhere. That's not it. Hard pass. That's crazy. So we're, we're a lot alike. I mean, we're yeah. both from California, moved around a little bit, ended up in New York, and now in Tampa. And both played in the NFL. I mean, <laughs> I mean can't you tell? <laughs> yeah. You know what? But you are in a professional arena. You, you, you're you now handling things for the for the Lightning. How is that? What is that experience like? I mean, I made it to the playoffs last year. That was pretty cool. And a couple years before that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, so like I said, I grew up in hockey and – I mean, it's it's really all I've ever known. Like, I couldn't do my job for any other sport. One, I just don't know enough about other sports to do what I do, but I also just don't care enough. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I literally, I get to tweet about hockey for a living, which is, I mean, that's simplifying it a lot. But, I mean, it's fun. Like, we get to cover, and I mean, you know, obviously as an athlete, like, you guys have these magical moments in your careers that 
I mean, with our players, I'm privileged enough to cover it. And I just always think, like, hopefully I'm doing this justice. Like, it's this guy's first NHL game, this guy's 100th NHL point, like these huge, huge milestones Mm -hmm. that I'm like, I just hope I'm doing them because it's not my accomplishment. Like, I'm just the one tweeting about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, it's a lot of fun. Our building is... I don't want to say electric because that's really cheesy, but like <laughs> I love it. Um, it is though. You know, with the Teslas and you know our game presentation crew does such a good job that like I mean I'm in my fifth season and home games I still like when I'm in the press box and the Thunder Kid is skating like I still get amped up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's it's really cool. Um, you were born for this. I that's what I think sometimes. Like I just, I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, and, and what I love about your story and what you've explained up until this point is you grew up with this one sport. You were like, this is what I want to do, yeah. and you made it to the highest level of that sport. Like you had this dream, and you were unrelenting on it, and you found a way to make that happen. Yeah, and I mean, I had people in my hometown like they're always like, oh, like not everyone, but some people are like, oh, like you'll never make it to NHL. Like really, so many people want that job, and like you're a girl, and like all this stuff and like haters yeah now like i come home and some people are like hey so like do you know steven samkos like do you know steve eiserman like they change their tune real quick can you get us sabers tickets and i'm like i don't work for the sabers like i can't like that's not how this works and also i'm not gonna help you also like i'm like i haven't talked to you since like second period junior year of high school like why are you trying to come for me now like right, where were right. you back then right right, right. ridiculous well so like you you remind me of an athlete i mean that's kind of what a lot of athletes go through for right sure. right where, where you're where you're younger either you're under size or you're, you don't fit the mold right mm-hmm. you're, you're a girl you can't you know you can't dive into a sport that men dominate but actually i think one of the female one of the female um skate ice hockey players i forget her name but she skated in the men's uh olympic i think no nhl competition kendall coin kendall coin yeah she is awesome um i don't know if you had a chance to meet her yet or will do in the future but I think you and her will hit it off really well. Um, we, I'm trying to think. When they trained here, I was so jacked. I was like, oh, my God, we get to meet Hillary Knight. And everyone's like, you work with Stephen Samkos and Nikita Kucherov. I'm like, I don't care. It's Hillary Knight. Like, yeah. It's sick. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have these women that are that are kicking butt, essentially, in these male-dominated uh, societies or, you know, arenas. And like like I said, you're an, a- you're an athlete in my mind, right? Like, you made it to the top. Like, you're here. Yeah. Like, yeah, I see what you mean. You know what I mean? Like, you're a rock yeah. star. Um, and, and that's pretty cool to me. The fact that you're like, yeah, I had haters when I was younger, and like that's what most athletes go through. We have haters. I mean, you know, Whitney too. Like you made it to the top of the top. I mean, you were at baseball, Gary V, doing a lot of things that people said probably you couldn't do. And the top of the top was working with you. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, I mean, well, thank you, thank yes. you so much for that. Wow. But no, that's that's pretty awesome. I mean, you're yeah. now a rock star in my eyes, and I'm glad to have met you. Thank you. I feel the same. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think too, like, and Whitney obviously knows this, and I think, you know, from everything I've heard about you, you understand, like, being a female in sport. Yeah, I noticed the shirt when I walked in. I'm like, that's sick. Like, yeah, yeah. being a female, like, even now, like, people are still like, wow, like, you really know a lot about hockey. And I'm always like, because I'm a girl? Right. Like, what do you mean? Right, right. You know, what people, are you saying? Yeah, and they're like, wow, like, you're the one who, like, does all the tweets. Like, you know a lot. And I'm like, it's like, guys, I'm like, well, you're a huge Patriots fan. You never played in the NFL. How do you know everything about football? Like, it's, they don't, you know what I mean? Like, and Kinsey, I don't know if you feel this way, but in the conversations that we're having in the general public, um, everyone seems to be on board with equality. But I feel like often behind closed doors or one on one interactions, we're just not there yet. And mm-hmm. it can be a totally different story. And everyone wants to say equal playing field and all these initiatives. But don't it's you still, yeah, exactly. Don't you still feel like in 2019, like we're so far behind the reality of what we're talking about and that there's people who are jealous and want to bring you down or people that don't want you um, compromising their positions within the sport um, or they just don't buy into who you are. They're making a quick quick judgment on the outside and they're not really um, preaching equality the way that they're talking about it in the general public. Yeah, like I think with some people, I think some of it is just they don't have the right like language yet. Like they are not actively trying to put people down or like they just don't fully understand how to do it yet but like they're coming from a place of like just teach me how I don't have the tools yet but then obviously there's a lot of people who are still like I mean even every time we do something funny on social like oh the both social guy is so great and it's like they automatically assume it's a dude and I think too like there's a lot still like a lot of people who sports is such a boys club um obviously I'm working for a team that only males can play for 
obviously in a league that is only males. Um, so that's, I mean, that's not going to change. That's not really the issue, I don't think. But I think still a lot of front offices could be, are still learning. Yeah, I mean, football too with, with the female soccer player who was going to kick for an NFL team. I oh, mean, Carly, Carly Lloyd. Lloyd yeah. Carly that Lloyd. was a sick ad. Yeah, I that mean, was great. Like, there's, pe- there's people that are going to take make these changes, right? Mm-hmm. There's some people that are going to make these change in, changes, and women are the ones that are going to do it. And I right now right, I'm working at NBC Daytime as a co-host, and I work in a room for um, all women in the room, like all women in the room. Mm-hmm. But they're able to put on great television because they just they just see things differently. For sure. And like I'm I'm behind it, right? If somebody's gonna leave me. I want a woman to leave me. <laughs> like yeah, like that's the direction I'm going down, right? Because we get shit done. I'm, you get stuff done, right? You get stuff done. You make things happen. Like I said, uh, I grew up in a single single parent home, so my mom, and my grandma, like they rocked out for me. My dad's great. I'm actually gonna go see him next week next weekend for his birthday. But you know, growing up with with a woman leading the way, like I think it's made me who I am today. And I've reached some levels where it's like, man, like thank God I did this. I don't know how, if I could have done it any any other way if my mom wasn't leading the way or a woman wasn't leading the way. So thank you for leading the lightning <laughs> to success uh, on the social media side. I think too, like, and just hearing, I think a lot of it isn't, There's, I think there's a misconception that athletes have the issue, which I think the vast majority of athletes don't. Like you see Becky Hammond succeeding in the NBA. Like I worked um, for the AHL team, the Spurs own, and like she was a boss in the WNBA, obviously. And I mean, you see how Pop is and he sets the example, I think, on a lot of things. But I don't think it's the athletes that have the issue. I think it's still a large portion of the male fan base who are just, I mean, I you can read any reply to a tweet and you see exactly what I'm talking about. So I think there's a misconception that the athletes have the issue when I really, truly don't think they do. Mm-hmm. Some, I'm sure, maybe. But the vast majority of male pro athletes, I think, are just like, whoever's the best, that's who I want. And how many of your counterparts counterparts in the NHL are women who handle social? And then what do you guys do? You know, I mean, frankly, to, you know, to explain it, you get bullied, uh, you know, pretty regularly when the team isn't doing well. And so how do you, you know, manage to deal with all of that stuff that's going on, you know, when people are so critical and they don't even know you? Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I think it's funny now at this point, because I'm like, you're tweeting at a social media professional, like, John Cooper's not reading this. <laughs> Julian Breeze, but like if they're reading this, I'm showing them and we're, you know what I mean? Like they're not monitoring this. Like it's one thing, like I fully like, I guess you, you want fans to be passionate. Like mm-hmm. I'd rather them be, I don't want to say hateful, but like instead of indifferent, because that means they don't, they don't care at all. Right. And you want them to be passionate. And we, we have an insanely passionate fan base at the lightning, but yeah, like some of the stuff that people tweet and it's not always just our fans. Like it's obviously it's a lot of other people, I'm just like, who do you think this is going to? Right. (laughs) I can't do anything. Right. I don't coach the team. I don't manage the team. I don't play for the team. Like, I literally have less than zero effect on the outcome of the game. And what what (laughs) strategies have you found to kind of manage their emotions knowing you can only do so much? I mean, I definitely try to be as honest as possible. I mean, fans aren't stupid. They know when it's a PR speak or it's fluffy, whether it's from an athlete during media or it's from the account or it's from a press release or whatever, like fans know. Um, And I think I've been really lucky at the Lightning that I've been able to be honest and transparent and kind of say what we need to be saying and not, you know, just you just have to own up to stuff like the players are, Um, whether it's publicly or privately, they're owning up to it. And we can't just be this like sugar cane fairy parade. Like everything's <laughs> yeah. fine. You're like Candyland. Yeah. Like everything's fine mm-hmm. when it's not. I mean, luckily we've had a lot of success with the Lightning, and I haven't had to tweet out too many negative or like bad things. Right. I guess you've had mostly good no- news outside to share. of Game Four last year against Columbus. I'm but still not recovered. The blue jackets. <laughs> um, but I mean. I think fans just want to be spoken to at an equal level. Like I always say, like, I don't want to talk at them. I want to talk with them. Mm. Um, and I use a lot of like yous and we's on our account too. Cause like it's the fans are part of it, whether people think they are or not. Um, everyone's kind of an equal part of everything. Yeah. And do you feel like that comes from the top at your organization? I think so. I mean, we all have seen what Mr. Vinick has done in this community and it's definitely preached from the top. Like, you know, we're always in the community doing things. Like, everything is very much, like, as as best as we can do it is very fan-focused. Obviously, certain things fans want 
we just can't do <laughs> yeah. um, or we don't have control over it, quite frankly. Right. Um, but I do I do think that everything we do is in the best interest of the fans. At the end of the day, like they don't have to come to our games. They yeah. don't have to buy a jersey. They don't have to support us like. So we're just grateful that they do. Yeah. So we're pretty much sitting with the voice of the lightning. So that's <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> so what's so outside of you know, making things happen as the voice of the lightning, right? What else do you, what else do you get into? Like what's next for you? I mean, you're the voice of the lightning. Like what, where's the next level? Do you own the team? Like, I mean, Hey, there's the hockey, this hockey world that you love so much. Where do you go next? Yeah. And I think, you know, kind of take us back to that little girl. When you envision working in hockey, what was that dream? Um, I, well, I originally wanted to be a beat writer for a team, like a journalist. Mm. And then I used to watch as a kid, John Tortorella's media pressers. Wow. And was always very scared um because he he used to be pretty blunt um he's definitely softened i think but um i didn't really i mean i graduated college in 2013 and my job didn't really exist then mm-hmm. um and so i started one of my internships with the ahl team i was running their twitter in game this was in like 2011 2012 and i was like oh this is like kind of cool um, then I go to the Rampage in San Antonio. I was doing PR there and social. And the head PR guy at the Spurs, who's been in the NBA longer than I think I've been alive, um, he was like, listen, I know you like PR. You know, you're good at it. The players like you, whatever. But he was like, I think social is, like, about to blow up. This was the 13-14 season. He's like, I think it's about to blow up. Like, you have the voice. You have the knowledge of the sport, the respect of the sport. Like, I think you need to go into social. And... I mean, he was right. Like, social is now the front door to not just sports teams, but athletes, brands, like anything. That's how you make your mark nowadays. And so how many of your counterparts, going back to that question, in the NHL are women and how many are men? I want to say it's getting closer to 50-50. I mean, there's quite—I could probably go through every team right now in alphabetical order if I wanted to, Um, (laughs) but it's— there's quite a few that are, and like a lot of teams have two or three people. And there's, I mean, there's quite a lot of females, I think now. Um, and there's a lot of like pioneers in our league who have kind of been around forever and have really set the tone for a lot of other teams. So it's really, and I, I don't know about other sports, but in the NHL, like all the social people are really, really close. Um, like I know probably everyone, at every other team, and a lot oh. of us have really close friendships. So it's it's a huge, huge help and resource. Yeah, and I know you touched on last year's playoff run. So I've been in the playoffs just one time. It's hard to get one. there. Yeah, it's hard to get there. I've been in the playoffs one time, had a chance to broadcast Super Bowl. But that's, that's just different, right? Mm-hmm. Like, explain that time, being in the playoffs, making those runs. And you had a chance to, to be at the Stanley Cup as well, right, uh, with the Lightning? Um, that was the year before me. So the, they went to the final the year before I started. I so got the, you. The farthest I've been with the team is the Eastern Conference Finals. Okay. Game seven. So, so, yeah, bring us bring us to the Game 7, that whole run. Like, how was that? I mean, it's – so the Lightning is so lucky. And, like, we have been so talented that I didn't really realize this isn't normal. And, you know, I'm very good friends with people in Arizona and in Edmonton and in some of these teams where, like, it's not normal to make the playoffs every year. It's not, like, what you do. Um, and, you know, we're we're really set up for success with everything that Steve Eiserman did and now with Julian um, and obviously Mr. Vinick really allows, I think, hockey ops to do the best they have to do. Um, but, I mean, playoffs, I'm my first season going to the ECF. I had never done that before. I'm like, I'm Eastern just- Conference Finals, right? So yeah, Eastern Conference Finals. Um, we went to Game Seven against Pittsburgh, and I'm like, I like it was it was really cool for me because I'm like I've never done this before. Like the team is playing so well, and like it was just fun to kind of be along for the ride with them. And then um, ever since then, like now I travel with the team in the playoffs, and it's I mean it's a lot of fun to just be around that energy. The buildings are different. Like the energy is just different in the building when it's a playoff game. Like you guys have been like it's just it feels completely different every moment matters and like it's just it's cool especially in this market where hockey is not like we're in florida like people don't grow up playing and they do now but like you don't really grow up playing hockey here there's not ice rinks everywhere and like we're obviously trying to change that but it's really cool to be part of something that's literally growing the sport and like we can we see all these kids wearing lightning gear and they're playing street hockey and you know they like they're wearing stamkos jerseys and kucherov jerseys and it's it's really and point jerseys now, um, but like it's it's really cool to see that and be a part of that. And I think those long playoff runs obviously 
a tribute to that because that's when a lot of people do tuning is they're like, oh, it's the playoffs. Let's start watching. Um, and that's where a lot of casual fans, they see NBC, they start watching. And I mean, if you come to like, if you are able and lucky enough to come to a game, like you're hooked, like hockey in person is awesome. It's sick. It's <laughs> yeah. really sick. Yeah. Wow. And you reach And pretty much you reach out to most of the fans, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is social media driven these days. And you mentioned uh, the NBA diving into Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I, ha- I, I heard a story from somebody at the NBA PA um, saying that, that, they were so ahead of the curve at the NBA time. that like they just knew everything that was going on because they read up on a lot of things and they already knew what was going down. So for you to also adjust from what life was before to now, like it's just kind of cool hearing you say that. Like when you're tweeting at a the Easter Conference championship game, like I'm trying to think like you have to do these people justice, right? So like the, mm-hmm. the moments that you're with them on the plane, like you're probably thinking about those things as you tweet. You know what I mean? Like that feeling that you had on the plane with them while they're celebrating or while they're with their families. Like when you tweet this certain thing, like you're that that bridge between the fan mm-hmm. and those players. You know, it's so like that's, I mean, that's, that's pretty damn cool right there. Well, yeah. I, I think what's so interesting is you're the athlete who, you know, social media managers and coordinators have followed and posted content of, and you're doing that for athletes. And I think it'd just be interesting to hear, you know, your viewpoint on what it's like having someone follow you with a camera. And then for you to talk about what it's like, you know, you really become family with a lot of these players and share their deepest moments and kind of what it's like for you being a part of that and being able to first, being able to be the first person to share kind of their biggest news. Yeah, I would say when it comes to social media, right, these days, everybody wants a picture taken, right? So when you have your picture taken, it's like, oh, like I'm looking clean. Can you clean. tag me? <laughs> <laughs> Can you tag me? Can you do this and that? Because you're, you're able to be seen, right? As mm-hmm. athletes, when it comes to football players, we have a helmet on. Hockey players, they have a helmet on. So we can't be seen. But when it comes to your position, right, you're – so important to these athletes more than I don't think you realize because you can connect them to the world. And as entertainers, we want to be seen by the world. So the fact that you take the time to sit with us on the plane, to get to know us and our families, like that is very important because we want our cousins and people to see that are in California when we're playing For in sure. Florida that can't catch the game because the TV, the network doesn't, doesn't cover it. Oh, but now that you're tweeting it and, and showing love, they're like, Oh, like check her tweets out because she's, She's painting the picture that I want to be painted and don't ever take that for granted because you're very important when it comes to that. And to that point, too, you know, the NFL and a lot of your family lives in the U.S. Kenzie, where are a lot of these lightning players from? I mean, I know they're global, so it's like their family isn't even awake half the same hours that they're awake here. And so when you're painting that picture, you're sending it across the world so their relatives can see it. Yeah, because we obviously we don't have very many Americans on our team. A lot of Canadians, uh, Russians. Uh, Swedish guy, well, yeah, heady guys who are Czech, who are Slovak, who, I mean, hockey is a very, very international sport, obviously. Um, but it's definitely, it's it's funny, it's cool when, you know, we see the guys' wives or girlfriends commenting on Instagram and tagging their friends in it, or you see their family members, their cousins, because I think it's cool for the players, but I think it's very, very cool for the families who, I mean, I know, especially in hockey, you hear them say it all the time, like, these Family sacrificed a lot for any pro athlete, really. And I think it's really, really cool for the families to see, like, that's my brother. Like, you know, that's my uncle. That's my husband, whoever. Like, I think it's really, really cool. And I think with social and how much more it's becoming and how much bigger it's getting, I mean, it's it all starts with trust. And, like, the players have to know that you're not going to make them into a punchline you're not going to post something just to get retweets or because you know, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there that the players can look, you know, maybe it's really funny, but if a player is embarrassed by it or they don't like it, like you can't post that. And like, so a lot of it is getting to know them where that line is, what they, cause you know, some guys great sense of humor. They don't care about anything. Everything's funny. There's some guys who maybe are a little more self-conscious or they don't have that boisterous outgoing personality. So like, it's learning all these guys' personalities and where to push it, where not to push it, and making them part of it. Right. right. It's like there's intricacies involved, and it's not one size fits all for every player for sure. on social. It's really understanding who they are authentically and what is the best way to highlight that person, not just an overall strategy for the team. These are individuals that make up the team. For sure. And I think, to something I've kind of realized in the last few years and when I sort of 
say back to a lot of front office people or even the players themselves, like when it comes to the Lightning accounts or even just any sports team's accounts, like the players don't really have control over what's going out. They're not the ones running the account, but like giving them as much chances to have control over how they're perceived. You know, if I'm taking a picture in the locker room of them with their first game puck or whatever, I show them like, hey, do you like how you look? And nine times out of 10, they're like, actually, like, can we take it again? My hair looks weird or I don't like how I'm smiling, whatever the issue is. And if I'm having them film, you know, an Instagram video or whatever, I'm like, we can do as many takes as you want until you like, I personally don't care what you look like. But I know you like and so I'm like, if someone's posting a picture of me, I want to look good in it. And they're just the same as the rest of us. So I think that establishes like a huge amount of trust. And it's like this person isn't just going to throw my image out there with no respect for how I feel or what I want or what I want to look like. You know what's crazy, Kenzie? So now that you say that, so I went on a podcast <laughs> recently, right, with a friend of mine. He's a DJ and he's with this other group that we were, okay, we were thinking about, okay, where are we going to do our podcast at? And he's with that podcast group. So basically I'm at, I'm, I'm at work, I'm working, grinding it out. And they post up our podcast. And so the podcast said on there, Cam Lynch, former NFL player. Oof. Former NFL player. I'm like. Apparently hey, they're hey, informing hey. you you retired. Right. I'm like, hey, 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 hey. Yeah. They need to change that to free agent. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But like, but like, how dare you like paint the picture for my future? Like, right. what, what's, what's going on with you? You know what I mean? So, so insensitive. Yeah. yeah. But they, they end up taking it down, which is fine. But the fact that they didn't. They didn't clear that air first, right? Sure. Like, I, my during the podcast, I did say I'm still training for the football while I'm doing X, Y, and Z. So for them to paint that picture, I think it was insensitive, and I didn't like it, right? And also, too, doing some stuff with Hard Knocks, HBO mm-hmm. Hard Knocks, right? They would come to the house and, and and take videos and X, Y, and Z, and actually they aired me getting fired. Cam on, got cut on Hard Knocks. On, on Hard Knocks, <laughs> on the next Hard Knocks, right? So they saved it for yeah. this Hard Knocks at the Rams and then aired it for the Buccaneers when, when I made the team. So it worked out fine, but if it didn't work out fine, then it's like, dang, like you yeah. really you really paint that picture of me and for the whole world to see. So um, like I said, too, is for people who are listening, like the stuff that you do, Kenzie, I mean, it, it's very impressive to me. Um, I've never, I've no one has ever taken me into the world of what you do until now. Um, you know, of course, Whitney, when it comes to marketing and social media, she she rocks out. But um, you really took me in, and I, I appreciate you for what you do. And it's kind of funny. Uh, during the Lightning game, Whitney was showing me your tweets. <laughs> you know, like I think you said, like, things were going a little rough for the Lightning. You're like, hey, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Like, you know, we're, we're figuring this thing out. And it felt like a, a real person behind what it. What was our stream down during the preseason? Well, this was at the playoffs last year when I was showing him the tweets. Like, and they were we were kind of getting – uh, you know, every oh, game it was getting yeah, yeah. swept and swept. And then at the end where you, you know, put out the post that you really empathized with how fans were feeling. And, you know, we always talk about how the best strategy is caring. And I think that's mm-hmm. what really sets you apart is that you genuinely care. And Cam and I, you know, always say you have to be with people who have that unwavering belief in you. And, you know, you have that in the Lightning players. We have it in each other. And it's like you can only be with people who are going to celebrate who you are. For sure. Yeah. It's well. funny because when... um. Uh, the past few years, every time that the Lightning have gotten eliminated, I always Venmo Kinsey like $25 to go get a drink because I just know how upset I am as a fan. And it's the only thing I can bring myself to do because I'm like the only person who's got to be, you know, more upset about this is Kinsey. And you want to do a little something to help because, you know, I think it would just be helpful for people who may not be in the social media world to realize how much goes into your job. Like, what is a regular day like? What is a game day like? you know, all your weekends and nights are taken up by hockey. Like you are so committed. And I don't think, you know, especially how big social media has gotten that you just don't get the credit necessarily that you deserve. Yeah. I think too, like there's still obviously a huge perception that social is just like hitting send on a tweet or like picking an Instagram filter. And I mean, I, I explain this to a lot of people. Like every time we post something, I think like, how is this going to reflect on Mr. Vinnick? How is this going to reflect on Julian? How is this going to reflect on Steve Griggs? on John Cooper, on, you know, whatever play, like, it's not just about, like, I'm running the accounts, but I'm not representing myself. Like, we're representing the entire organization. Um, And that can be really daunting at times when it's like, oh, my God, like, because, you know, we say something on Twitter and it's, like, gospel. Like, it's, you know, this is what everyone, because we're the official account. So, you know, when it's injury updates or we're trading a player or it's, like, sensitive material, like, everything has to be, like, there's no room to mess up. Like, we can't put out the wrong information where like a beat writer could or you know you know they're just like oh sorry that was my bad like 
wrong info, but if the account is like, hey, you know, X player is day to day with a lower body injury when it turns out it's actually week to week with an upper body injury, like we look stupid. Like, yeah. you know, like we can't mess around like that. And I mean, hockey ops doesn't want us to either. And it's this weird balance because I remember my days working at MLB and, you know, you have to get the inf- you have to be the first to get the information out. But at the same time, I remember I had a day where um, I was managing a bunch bunch of games at once and there was a, an Orioles score. And um, we had someone who reviewed our tweets and I sent him a tweet that said, like, the Orioles were, you know, they won. And he said, OK, it's good to go. He approved it. And he was kind of the um, final line of defense. And it was the middle of the ninth it wasn't over you know so long story short the other team came back and they the Orioles ended up losing and that guy lost his job and I thought I was going to lose mine and I cried hysterically for a bunch of days and it was such a dark moment I thought all the good all the hours I had put in um all my investment was you know I was about to lose it all and I had moved to you know New York for that job and you know I was living there because of my Mm -hmm. work there and it was I thought it was all going to get taken away from me and it's just so upsetting to me because we're human and I I kind of try and say okay no one died here so this is fixable we can but really when you're running a big brand other people don't understand as much it's very public and so how do you manage to like basically be perfect all the time um I don't think I'm perfect but I'm very you think you are Thank you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Rockstar. I definitely like, I mean, there's so many posts that I just haven't sent out. Um, even last night, there was something I wanted to post on Instagram. And I thought it was a funny capture. Well, I was a little indifferent on the caption. I knew our fans would like it, but I texted our PR director and I was like, hey, here's an idea. What do you think? I don't feel super great about it. I know it'll be funny to the fans, but like, I feel weird about talking about this what do you think? And he was like, I agree. Your instincts were right. Like choose something else. So like, there's a lot of stuff that never sees the light of day. Um, and there's a lot of stuff that like, I might think it's funny or someone else might think it's funny, but I'm like, is the player going to like that? Is the player going to think that's okay? Is hockey ops going to, you know, are they going to be like, why is she fucking around on Twitter? Like, <laughs> so I, I always think like, what are the people I'm actually representing going to think? Cause I know the fans are going to think a lot of things are funny the fans, also like the whole culture on Twitter and Instagram now where like you have the bar stools and the SB Nations and the Bleach Reports who can really say whatever the hell they want mm-hmm. and they can make the funny, snarky, kind of low blow comments, but a, a team can't do that. Professional. Some, some do, I guess, but like I always think like, you know, how is a player going to feel about this? Like this is how they're being represented and things on social stick. Like even if it's something like, for example, a few years ago I started using Klutcherov to describe cooch because i mean every goal he makes like scores is absurd Mm -hmm. and that stuck like now our fans just use it and you know what i mean like is they're just like you know there's like people have made shirts like people have changed their twitter names you know because it's i mean he's insane and i always think like if i use something or i say something is it good and is it gonna follow this player because i mean if you're running an account people are gonna think it's like I said, gospel, right? whether it really is or not. And it is your tip for, you know, if a big brand makes a mistake on Twitter and it's something like a score or something they need to correct, do you think they should put a reply tweet underneath it correcting it or do you think they should delete it and repost it? I think it depends. Like if it's like a typo, like sometimes I'll send something out and like it auto-corrected before, you know, I'll just delete it and repost instantly. But um, but who did we just play? Oh, the Canes. Um, I had accidentally tweeted three, two canes when it was really us and someone said something. And so I replied to, and I was like, three, two, us, sorry guys. Like, and I think people just appreciate that because it's the like, realness. it's a human being and everyone makes mistakes. Like it's not the end of the world. Um, I actually like what the AP does now. Like if there's something wrong, they delete the tweet, but then they tweet saying we've deleted a tweet that, you know, misidentified this or whatever. A new tweet is coming shortly. And I think for AP, I mean, you're the, one of the biggest news sources in the world. Like, I love that. Right. Right. Because a lot of news sources are just like, here's everything that's fake. We're going to keep running it. Right. Um, there's no accountability. Like it never happened. That's, that's great advice because doing broadcasting, like going live, when you go it's live. Terrifying. Yeah, it's terrifying. It's kind of like the same thing. That's what I'm thinking, right? And like, I keep going back to what I'm going through now when it comes to doing this daytime show. But it's basically we can shoot it. And then we can pause. Okay, run that back. Let's do it again. For sure. What you do, there's no running it back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's live and it's going. And whatever you say is, is going to stick. And like you said, that when there is human error, you kind of make light of it, make fun of it. Like, mm-hmm. oh, like, 
like the other day, right? I'm reading the teleprompter and on the video, I think it's gonna come out tomorrow or today, but like you got like I'm actually like ducking down to look at the teleprompter and Cindy's like, yo, Cam, like tell the teleprompter like person just to scroll down for us a little bit while we're going, while we're rolling. <laughs> you were you know sinking I mean? down with the Yeah, chair. I was sinking down in the chair, you know, but like <laughs> as a veteran, she's like, bro, like just tell him to scroll up for a little bit so we can keep this like, going. Where you did know? Cam go? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> like, oh noob, you know what I mean? <laughs> Cam's like doing the snake on the floor, <laughs> like trying to read the teleprompter. I'm squinting and stuff, you know, but like just like you said, that's great advice for me because now I know, like, okay, it just make light of it. Like, hey bro, can you, you mind scroll it up for for me so I can so I can get through this. So that's that's great advice. Yeah, people don't want perfect, they want real. Because I think it just like it adds authenticity to the whole thing. Like and I think especially when it comes to social, even if it's a person, like there's a lot of athletes who don't actually run their own accounts. You know, there's it's an agent, an agency, a family member, things like that. Um, but I think like having that authenticity reminds people like there is a human being because there's so much shit that people, I mean, our DMs are open on the lightning for better or for worse, but um, <laughs> Can't imagine what pops in there. <laughs> it's really, it's really, I've shown you some of them. It's yep. really, it's really good for customer service because we can just DM with anyone. If anyone's an issue, we can respond. But like people, obviously they, they just send crazy shit, like <laughs> absolutely that shit insane what's, stuff What's sometimes. some of the craziest things that you've seen, or one, at least one of them? Um, Something that's PG, but it's like, wow, this is pretty, pretty, pretty wild. Well, last year, so if you've watched our broadcast, um, this, like we have the digital dashers now, so on the glass behind the goal, they'll put a digital ad. It's obviously not really there in real life. Yeah. It's just a TV, it's just a new ad inventory sponsorship piece, and I always thought that was pretty clear. Um, and last year, a fan tweet, I don't know if it was a Lightning fan or if it was just someone watching the game, maybe it was a fan of the other team, I have no idea, tweets at us in a, a screenshot of the uh, game and you can see the digital dasher up. And the, this person was like, you know, how, like, I can't believe you're putting ads on the glass now. This is so ridiculous. Like, how is anyone, how are the fans who paid all this money for those seats supposed to see anything? And I reread it like six times and so I'm like, there's no way. This I'm like I must be delusional. I'm I I don't know. I'm tired. Maybe I'm not reading this right. And I responded back, and I was like, you know, hey, so and so, um, those are just actual digital ads. Like they're not really there. Mm-hmm. Immediately deletes her tweet. Like uh, yeah, all this stuff. And I'm just like, and she was like trying to read us the riot act, and I'm like, it's not real. Right. Like right. they're not hot. Like NHL hockey ops would not allow you to do that on the glass. Right. Like right. that's a hockey ops issue. Yeah. And also how passionate and how angry people get when they don't actually see another person in front of them they have no Mm -hmm. problem yelling at a twitter account yeah but what they don't realize is that's actually a human being yeah i also uh when we traded for mikhail sergachev that summer when i met him at prospect camp i introduced myself and i asked him i always ask all the guys if i don't already know i'm like what is your prefer like how do you want to talk how do you want me to talk about you on the account Mm -hmm. do you want me to use a nickname do, if so, what is it? You know, because it was some guys I just hear the other players saying it or the or Coop. And so I'm like, oh, like, I'll use Cooch. I'll use Stammer. Things like that that are pretty easy. But with Sergey, I didn't know him yet. And so I introduced myself and we're talking. And I was like, oh, like, do you want me to call you Misha? Because a lot of um, that's kind of a nickname for Mikhail in Russian. And a lot of them do that. I'm like, is there another thing you like? He's like, oh, he's like, I like Sergey. I'm like, OK, how do you spell it? And he tells me how to spell it so I write it in my notes app I'm like okay cool like I'll start using that to to, I was like do you want me to use that Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah that's fine like that's cool or whatever and then his it was like his first NHL goal that season I used Sergi and a bunch of fans were like that's not really his nickname (laughs) like we're calling him all this stuff and I like just it's happening now with Shattenkirk um, I responded and I'm like the person who runs this account asked Mikhail what he wanted to be called and how to spell it and this is what he told us and everyone's like, oh, like, I guess I didn't think about that. And I'm right. like, the person who runs this account works for the team. Yeah. Like, we, like, the person knows the, pl- like, there's a relationship there. Not We're not just mouth. winging it. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, now with Kevin Shattenkirk, all the players call him Shatty. Also, his Twitter and Instagram handle is Shat Deuces, which, like, our, the guy who runs our website was like, there are so many layers to that handle. Right. Like, I want to write a dissertation on that. Yes. It's the funniest thing. And it's hilarious. But, like, we call him Shatty. That's what all the players have been calling him. That's what our coach calls him. Everyone refers, so I'm saying that, and everyone's like, that's not his nickname. We don't like that. And I'm like, 
so frustrating. Like, I'm like, so many battles I'm to like, fight. I'm like, I didn't pick it. Like, it's, right. you know, like, I don't just know. Just have a little compassion out it's there. Just, but it's like silly things like that that yeah. I'm just like, really, guys? And can we talk about the moment, uh, I think it was last season, where you had the viral tweet with the Chargers talking about marrying NHL and NFL uh, here, and like literally the whole world true? saw your post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, um, so that, I don't, like I said, I know nothing about football. Um, that, like, I guess, because it was when they moved to L.A., right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they they were in San, San Diego, Diego to, to yeah, L.A., right. and um, I knew that was happening. And then that logo popped up in our mentions, and at first I just thought it was fake because I'm like, oh, that's kind of, like, looks a lot similar to the Dodgers logo, which is obviously, like, an iconic brand. And I was like, I didn't think anything of it. And then it just, like, blew up in our mentions. And, and then it was like, I'm like, okay, I don't really think I should address this because, like, the lightning bolt, like, it's not like we have that trademarked. Like, right. Right. and they're, I mean, they're the Chargers. It's part of their whole, like, uniform and their logo and everything. And I'm like, we don't have a lightning mark, like, trademarked. Like, yeah. we obviously have our logo, but we can't own all lightning bolts. Like, that's right. not right. how this works. <laughs> yeah. And and then I noticed, like, our actual fans, like, people that I knew that I've talked with were talking about it. So I'm like, okay, I feel like I kind of have to address this. If, like, our, like, diehard fans are tweeting at us about yeah. it, telling us to address it. So, like... I went to my boss at the time and I was like, hey, there's this, I guess the Chargers have a new logo or something. I don't really know what's happening. Um, I think I have to address it because like all of our fans are saying that like us and the Dodgers had a baby. So I was like, it's like fans, it's like some of our STMs are talking about it, like fans that I Season know. members. Yeah. yeah. And so my boss at the time was like, okay, yeah, like, you know, do what you got to do. Like, you know, I know you'll do the right thing or whatever. And so we were at Green Lemon, me and two of my coworkers. I was eating an Americano taco and I had like, <laughs> never like, forget. Wow. Like I said earlier, I had like five different tweets that I went through and I had the two coworkers read them. I'm like, do you guys think this is funny? And they're like, oh, that one's not that good. So I'm like, okay, I'd write a new one. And then finally I'm like, do you, like as a fan, like not knowing it's me writing it, not being as my friend, like as a fan, do you think this is funny? And they're like, no, that's hilarious. So obviously the one that went out went out and like and what did that say for people who might not have or the general idea so i quote tweeted so the nfl it was an nfl tweet that i quote tweeted the nfl's league account tweeted out the new logo with whatever their caption was and i quote tweeted that and i did like the asterisk that denotes like an action so i was like uh i think i said like checks mentions Wince and then clears throat or something and then i was like for the record us and the and i tagged the dodgers i'm like us and the dodgers are just friends yeah because it looked like the chargers logo was you and the dodgers having a baby yeah basically. and that's and that's why everyone our mentions was saying they're like oh you two like hooked up and had a baby like all this stuff and i was like okay i guess i'll just like lean into it yeah and i thought that was gonna get like two thousand retweets and like call it a day and then obviously like i couldn't open my phone for a day and how many did it get do you know um, I think it got like 60,000 retweet. Like it like was Whoa. absurd. And I think that's such a good lesson to kind of pay attention. And you were so perceptive to what your fan, the fans tweet, were tweet talking deck, about. Man. Tweet deck tweet, clunes me into everything. Yeah, but oh, you wow. kind of went with your gut and trusted that moment and saw that there was something here that people were talking about and you saw the opportunity to run with it. And kudos to you. And I think it's a good lesson for people who are in social media. You know, some people say, I came up with this calendar and I have this whole plan. I think the best stuff comes from what's happening in the moment. And I think, too, the Dodgers responding made the whole thing even. Because I, I wasn't sure if they would respond. Because I'm like, honestly, because I didn't know if they had a relationship. Because, like, if, if that was the Bucks, like, we're not going to trash the Bucks right, Like, publicly, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're not going to do that. And so I'm like, I don't even know if that. And, like, it was also, I sent it at, like, noon our time. So it was, like, early morning for the Dodgers. What a way to wake up. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I don't know, like, if, if they're going to be cool with this. Like, I don't know anyone. I do now, but I didn't know anyone with the Dodgers. And... Then they responded saying, you said you'd call. <laughs> and then... That is amazing. And which was hilarious. Like, the best response ever. And then I responded to that with, oh, honey. And, like, and every every year on that anniversary, our fans will... Because the NFL ended up deleting their tweet. So, like, now if you go back to our tweet, like, it says, like, this is... Like, the quote tweet has been deleted. <laughs> so you don't know what you're talking about. But, like, everyone will, like, send screenshots, like, happy anniversary to, wow. like, us... <laughs> So well, you, like you it was, started this forever tradition and movement like, like that's wow. amazing. The Dodgers, I don't think it would have been as funny had the Dodgers not responded because right. that got you. that was like the MLB, the NF, three leagues coming together, three very different fan bases. The power of sports, right there. Like it was, 
It was a really wild And what day. a cool awesome. uniting moment for leagues or fan bases that might not have connected otherwise. Yeah. Like, that is such a legacy, and that's just one of the examples of, of the stuff that you've done. Yeah. And what do you feel like kind of being a woman in this, you know, unique field and all the criticism that you got along the way? I guess I want to know how you were able to kind of stay focused and then— and not give in to people's criticism or doubts about you? And then what lessons you've truly learned that are most important from this career path you've taken? Um, I'm very stubborn. Mm -hmm. I think anyone who knows me will say that. Sometimes it's a good stubborn, sometimes it's a bad stubborn. Um, But, like, I I always knew, like, I love hockey. I love this sport. Um, I grew up going to little rinks all over New York where it was freezing. And, I mean, now it's a lot and then it feels totally different. But... I was in the American Hockey League for four years, and I don't know. I just I couldn't ever imagine myself doing anything else. And like, there's obviously days where I'm like, every everyone's insane around me. <laughs> there's too much going on. I hate everything. But like, you know, we go to games, and or we're like at cool. Like we, every year, we go to like Bush Gardens, Hollow Scream with some of our players, and they like go through haunted houses, and like we get to cover cool things like that, um, or you know, these cool fan moments and. Um, I don't know, it's, just, it's always worth it at the end of the day. I mean, there's definitely stressors and people who can be tough sometimes to work with. But, like, at the end of the day, like, I run social media for a professional hockey team and Pretty fortunately cool. a very good professional hockey team, which, like, I mean, I'm one of 32 people who do this job. Um, You're elite. Like, it's, I don't know, it's like I forget a lot, too, like, because me, I'm just like, oh, like, I just like hockey and I can do this or whatever, and I forget that, like, this is now a job that people aspire to have. Cause like when I was in the college, it wasn't a thing. Like it was still like PR interns. Cause now there's no, degree programs around For it. sure. Like there's people at the USF program who are like, Oh, my social media class. I'm like, what like, yeah. What are you learning? Can yeah. I come? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know right. what I mean? Like, cause it just wasn't Send me your homework. <laughs> yeah. Like it just wasn't yeah. like when we were in school, it just wasn't a, and it wasn't like it was that long ago. Right. Like we had to f- navigate it and figure it out on the spot. Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of social media still is kind of figuring stuff out. Like, you know, we get product updates from Twitter and they have like I'm, they have us test a whole bunch of stuff for them. Um, so it's always something different. And I think what I like about social is that there's not there's definitely things you shouldn't be doing, but there's not really like a cut and dry way to do you something. You can be creative and entrepreneurial. You know? Yeah, and it's like every, when it comes to sports teams, like every fan base is different. Different cities have different cultures. Different fan bases are going to respond to different things. Like, there's not a one-size-fits-all, which I think is really cool. Because also you have to sort of take on the identity of your team at some point yeah. of, yeah. like, how the players are. Tampa's lucky to have you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we're, I know both Cam and I are just so proud of you. And I yeah. don't think you hear this enough. Like you had this dream as a little girl and, you know, you were in a smaller town mm-hmm. and you didn't let any adversity you faced bring you down. You fought through it all and stayed determined. And now you are the voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning and you have millions of people following you and listening to what you're doing on a daily basis. And, you know, I just hope that you realize like how much you've accomplished and what an amazing person you are. And that's why you've been able to have so much success. Winnie's the best like woman. <laughs> no, no, I was I was about to follow up. It's like, I don't think you realize, but yeah. your story and my story, like I can feel that, like that mm-hmm. correlation, like you were made, you were made for this. You know what I mean? Like those moments yeah. where you shine, like there's no way those things could have happened at Green Lemon with your best friends if you didn't, go through what you went through in life. You For know what sure. I'm saying? I, don't, yeah. I, I say, you, I don't think you really understand, but like... I don't really. Everyone yeah. says it. I'm like, oh yeah, like it's whatever. Right. Like, I don't know, maybe one day. I'm just honored you'll stay, still hang out with me. Because I <laughs> met Kinsey pretty much the first day she moved to Tampa. Oh, so to okay. see how long... That's the story for yeah. okay, the next yeah. podcast. But, you know, it's just great to see. I Like Cam, I also tell her, I'm like, well, you're not leaving here ever, so don't think about it. Yeah, um, Whitney because, just finds new reasons. Yeah, She's like, I'm oh, like, this thing is happening that yeah. you have to stay for in two years. I've already bought tickets. Yeah, 2000 24 you're gonna need to be here and so don't think about moving anywhere else kinsey so how could everyone follow along with all that you're doing what what accounts um you know should they follow in on what platforms um definitely our twitter and instagram that's where i think um so i have a social media coordinator sarah under me um and she's been a huge help she runs our live channels um she's mainly responsible for instagram story um she runs an influencer program for us she runs our retail social um, but definitely follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TV Lightning. And what about you? Uh, Don't you, follow you. You can follow me at TV Lightning. <laughs> okay. She's low key. She's yeah. low key. I'm like right. ba- I feel like I'm like Batman. Like I never want because like I have a pretty unique name. So like right. if you 
look me up, you're gonna, you're gonna find, find me. me. Right. Um, and I always get like nervous about people kind of like figuring out who yeah, I yeah. am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's she's look. She's yeah. incognito. Can we just? I know we have to go in a second. Can we just quickly tell the story about the guy who spotted you at the rink and said, "I've been following you on Twitter, and I know you're the girl who does the social media." Last year, it was like he sent he took a picture or something, or he saw you taking a picture. Oh, took the picture of me in the press box. Yes. Oh yeah, like someone tweeted, like they were. I, I, I think it was a fan. They were in like the section like near the press box, and took like a really zoomed in picture of like oh, wow. me. Our it was because I sit. It's always me, then our website guy, and then our beat writer, mm-hmm. and then um, some of our analytics guys and hockey offs. And yeah, he took that like zoomed in picture and just like tweeted at the lightning and then at my personal and like, <laughs> like I, I found you like oh, he, no. i don't think he like i think he was just i don't know what his intention was like i don't <laughs> think he was you. trying to be creepy yeah. but i'm just like what's happening like yeah. how do you yeah. know like but i forget that like i'm sort of like a public i don't know celebrity say I'm a public you're a rock star tell you since the beginning you're a rock star you are. Like people like everyone who like runs accounts like fans find out who like me and all my counterparts are and like there's definitely like certain fans that follow me on my personal accounts and like they're super dope and they're nice people. So like I try to like interact, but I'm like, right. I get very nervous about like being known. Right. Um, yeah. You got to embrace the celebrity just, like, lifestyle. It freaks me out. You can get yeah. some tips from Cam and I'll hang out in yeah. the corner. No, no. She needs, <laughs> she needs a blue check pretty soon, Whitney, I think. Get her, get her a blue check. Get her going. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she has a better hookup than I do. And I'm trying uh, to get, I'm trying to get three of our prospects verified right now and Instagram has now denied me like six times. It's for these last three guys. And every month I'm like, hey guys, no, not again. Like right. I'm trying. Like, and they're like, it's okay. Thanks so much for trying. Yeah. Thanks. And one of them was like, thanks so much for caring about me. And I wanted to cry. So cute. Well, that, that's like, really... it's my job to care about you and your social media. That means the world. And if there's one thing we know about you, you're not giving up. And I'm just so excited. Well, I feel lucky to have you as a friend, but also just so excited to see what you continue to do because you've moved mountains already. And how old are you? Uh, I just turned twenty eight. Twenty eight. You're not even thirty years I always old. Forget. August what? Twenty eighth. Okay, so I'm I'm August fourth. So I'm All a Leo. Right, so we'll have a joint side. birthday party. I'm a Virgo. Yeah. yeah but nice. I have like I have this like horoscope app. My brother turned me on to it. Yeah. Where like you put in your date of birth, the time, all this like deep deep shit, and it tells you your real Virgo, like your actual sun sign, then it's like your rising sign, like all this crazy stuff. So like, I'm very Leo also. Oh, there you go, Leo. I'm like very much Well, we'll do therapy on the next podcast. (laughs) But for this one, thank thank you so much. We know how busy your schedule is. You don't get one second away. And we're so excited for the season ahead. And you're such a role model for so many people. So just keep going and have that determination. We love you tons. All right, thanks, Kins. See ya. Bye.